In a world that tells us that we outgrow picture books, one author seeks to tell a different story. Picture books are for grown-ups too. Hello friends, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grown-Ups Too, the podcast where we believe you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that these tiny tales can lead to big connection. I'm your host, Patrice Scopo, and I write lyrical stories that celebrate joy, expand understanding, and foster compassion. I'm the author of the essay collection, All the Colors We Will See. My debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home, is based on one of the essays in my collection. Thanks for joining in today's conversation. I'm delighted to have you here. Hello, 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 picture book pals. I am so excited to have Olubemi Sola Rude Perkovich on the show today. And we're going to be talking about her picture book biography, May Makes Away, the true story of May Reeves, hat and history maker, illustrated by Andrea Pippins. Olubemi Sola is the author of multiple children's books, including Eighth Grade Super Zero, a notable book for a global society and notable social studies trade book. And it doesn't take a genius, a Kirkus best book of the year, Operation Sisterhood, an indie next pick, and also another picture book entitled Someday Is Now, a notable social studies trade book. She is a member of the Brown Bookshelf and editor of the We Need Diverse Books anthology, The Hero Next Door. Olubemi Sola has worked extensively in youth development and was twice awarded a public service fellowship for her creative arts and literacy project with adolescent girls. She lives with her family in New York City where she writes, makes things, and needs to get more sleep. And I feel like she is speaking my song as well. <laughs> but welcome, Olubemi Sola, to Picture Books Are for Grownups Too. I am so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm really, really happy to be here. It's so funny to hear to hear my bio. Um, <laughs> very generous of you. Thank you so much. Oh, um, you're welcome. Well, it's it's great to just celebrate the things that you have created in the world. And I, I just love just even reading through this list. So it's really a delight to have you here. And I'm wondering, just as we get started, if we could talk a little bit about the fact that we associate picture books with young children. Often our society associates picture books with young children. Yeah. But this podcast believes that you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that you don't have to be a child or have a child, or teach children, or be a librarian to read a picture book. So I'm just curious to hear, why do you believe grown-ups can benefit from reading picture books? I love picture books. I think, first of all, they are works of art, just the same way we enjoy something yes. in a museum or in mm -hmm. a gallery or a piece of public art. Picture books themselves are works of art that anyone of any age can enjoy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and you know they can really be a vehicle to engage on big topics between uh adults between adults and young people um across ages and i know for myself as a parent like i loved and i still do loved reading picture books to my daughter mm -hmm. and they would help me think about things and think about questions that I might not have thought of 
yes. to discuss with her. And they kind of, fa- they facilitate having sometimes conversations about big topics yes. between adults or between adults and young people in ways that can be really, really meaningful. Mm. Yes, I love that. I love just even when you said they facilitate, they facilitate these discussions that we could have that I I think you're absolutely right about that. The other thing I thought of when you were talking about they are art, just like going to museum. And I just had this thought, it's almost like you could just be holding a museum in your hands because or an art gallery in your hands, because that's really what they are, right? That's absolutely what they are. So I, I love that you pointed that out as well, too. <laughs> so so for all those people out there who have shelves with picture books on them, know that you are holding little museums on museums, your shelves. Yes. If you're like me, you might have many museums right? on your shelves. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. Many museums on the shelf. Well, we are going to be talking about your wonderful picture book biography, May Makes a Way. And for listeners who aren't familiar with this book, I am going to share a little bit from the book summary. It's really fun for me today to be speaking with you about this beautiful biography. So May had a dream to make one-of-a-kind hats, but the path for a Black female designer was unclear, so May made a way leaving her home in the segregated South to study at the Chicago School of Millinery. May had the skills, but craved the independence to create her own styles, so May found a way. In Philadelphia, she became the first Black woman to own a business on South Street. Whether you were Lena Horne, Ella Fitzgerald, Marian Anderson, or a lady from the neighborhood, May wanted you to look good and feel special in one of her original hats. A mother, a successful entrepreneur, and a community advocate, May led the way. So I'm just delighted to be speaking with you about this book. And actually, I have a hat upstairs in my closet that was my grandmother's hat. And I was going to wear it for this interview, but I forgot about that. So let's just pretend I have it on right now. Yes, I'll pretend I have one on too. Okay, perfect. Let's do that. Let's pretend we have hats on right now. I just wonder if you have anything more that you'd like to say about the book summary And then if you could also share just a little bit about the origins of this story, what drove you to tell this story to create this particular picture book? Sure. So it's funny, this um, picture book biography did not originate with me originally. Okay. The museum and my eventual editor Mm -hmm. um, had been talking about a series of projects they wanted to do connected to the museum. Okay. And I was meeting with my editor, I think it was the first time we were having lunch and talking about some of my, just my projects. Mm -hmm. And she had just read my first picture book biography, Someday Is Now, about Clara Looper and the 1958 Oklahoma City sit-ins. And so she hadn't known that, I mean, that was my first picture book. So, Mm -hmm. so. I think she knew me more as a middle grade novel writer Mm, and middle grade nonfiction writer, but she saw that and fortunately liked it and started telling me about um, Mae Reeves and this Mm -hmm. picture book project. Mm -hmm. So one, I was really kind of mad that I didn't know who Mae Reeves was. Like Mm. she seemed like someone that I should know. And I was like, why don't I know who Mae Reeves is? And then I went to the museum, to the Smithsonian National Museum of African-American History and Culture, Mm -hmm. and saw that exhibit 
um, of her shop and they've curated such a beautiful mm. sort of tribute to her life and work where they've almost wow. recreated her store in a lot of ways and yes. they worked with her daughter Donna Limerick um, okay to do a lot of that and so when I saw how stunning it was just her her art the, yes. the work that she did Mm-hmm. was so amazing and then just started learning a little bit about her and her life and what she did I was so all in like yes <laughs> like, I have to do this book <laughs> yeah absolutely. oh I, I I just love the connections and even when you're talking about the museum here talking about the National Museum of African American History and Culture but earlier we were just talking about museums in general oh, yeah. so I feel like <laughs> there's these connection points that are coming together right now and I think how neat that you were able to go to the exhibit and be immersed yeah. in that and then to just really feel that the tug that this is a project that you needed to be part of. Yeah, it really it made me think of my my mother and my mm-hmm. grandmother and my aunties and how important hats were mm-hmm. and head coverings were. I'm yeah. Jamaican and Nigerian and mm-hmm. in both cultures, hats or head coverings like head wraps are just a big part of yes. of life and culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the kind of hats that May Reeves made, like the church hats especially, yes. really made me think of my grandmother, my aunties, yes. and like that, like how important it was for them, especially as immigrants to this mm-hmm. country, um, mm-hmm. to almost put on, it was kind of like an armor mm-hmm. um, and like a, a protection mm-hmm. and just like a, something to assert their dignity and to yes. assert themselves that like yes. I'm here and you are yes. going to see me in this yes. incredible hat and yes <laughs> absolutely May Reeves did that a lot and getting to talk to I got to talk to her daughter Donna a lot as I was working on the book and really work with her on the book and that was such a privilege and to sort of hear how what may have looked to some people as like okay it's millinery that's that's cool it's making something but how much it meant as in terms of activism and community mm, and service mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was really special mm-hmm. yeah i loved how that came through so much in the book that sense of activism that was connected to this and i yeah. think um it just you know crossed my mind as i was reading it the ways in which we often like to well i don't know if we personally but i feel as though in society we almost separate activism into this category and yeah. something else over here but i love the way that you were demonstrating through the text how these things were so interwoven and in, uh, interconnected in the story of her life yeah and they really reminded me and i hope that um when people read the book it's a reminder that activism is not just one thing yeah and there's no one way to be an activist there's mm-hmm. no one way to serve your community um, yes that your gifts can be used to serve as they are that mm-hmm. you don't have to and i think sometimes a lot of times we look to a certain type of person um right. that we kind of lionize or mm-hmm make into an icon and we can overlook some of the mm-hmm. quiet service and mm-hmm. some of the the loving behind the scenes work mm-hmm. that can also help other people do do their thing yes yes i think that's so true i i just i'm gonna try to repeat the line you just said that your gifts can be used to serve just as they are i think that's yeah. a really powerful just reflection on that 
Well, we've already started talking a little bit about the emotions and experiences in May Makes a Way that you believe will connect with adult readers, but are there other emotions or experiences in this book that you believe would connect with grownups, the grown-up reader? <laughs> I mean, I really think that it was, as I said, a reminder to me to think about, to remember to think about service as multidimensional and mm. Um, mm. also to think about I, I had a lot of opportunity to think about my heritage and my family yes. and to think about how we might culturally judge and make decisions about people mm-hmm. based on how they look mm-hmm. and what we see and we might make assumptions and kind of juxtaposing that with what May did, the way she treated everyone the same in her shop like that was such a radical thing and so and not and so white people and black people were treated the same people Mm -hmm. from different classes were treated the same and that was such a radical thing that like people could come into her store and know that they were welcomed Mm -hmm. whoever they were and again just as they were Mm -hmm. and so that I think is a is something I know I always have to keep thinking about and remind myself and I hope that like as adults read that story can think about how we might do that in small ways Mm -hmm. and how that affects how we interact with each other and how we how we treat each other Mm. and yeah 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 Mm, that's great that's that's really great thank you for sharing those thoughts I think that's that's so true just for us to take a pause and think about that for our own stories as well so So I am really passionate about creating spaces that encourage human thriving. And part of this podcast is my belief that picture books are a wonderful gateway into this work, that I strongly feel that picture books can help us celebrate the beauty of our own stories, but they can also help connect us with one another as well. So thinking about May Makes a Way, I'm wondering if you have some sort of activity that grownups can engage with, or maybe a question that they can ask themselves to help them more deeply connect with their own story. So kind of thinking inward about connecting with their own story. When I talk about this book, I really encourage people to ask themselves just what we just talked about. Like, how can I be of service Mm, in my community mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with who I am Yes. And what I have right now. Yes. Instead of thinking like, oh, I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough time to do what they're mm-hmm. doing. I don't have enough skills to do what that person's doing. But to think, what can I do with what I have That's right now? Have. Yes. And yep. with and with who I am. I don't have to be anyone else. And I, I try, um, I feel like in a, I probably like revisit the same themes in all of my writing, but that, (laughs) that theme of like understanding that you just as you are, are enough to, Mm -hmm. to serve Mm -hmm. and to make meaningful change. Mm -hmm. And that um, it doesn't always have to be splashy or it doesn't have to be flashy or, um, sort of the kind of thing that garners applause from everyone that doesn't determine how meaningful it is or how important it is. Yes. I and, I think oh I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I just I I think 
those things that you highlight are so true. There was something you said, I'm not going to remember the exact words, but it was with what I have and who I am. You mentioned yeah. those two kind of qualities. And then I think also highlighting that it actually doesn't have to be flashy or splashy to matter. And I think that's such a good reminder to us as well to as we consider that question. So if we turn this same question a bit more outward, are there any ways in which you know we can engage with questions or activities based on this book that might help us as adults connect with other adults in the world? Think about how May made those showstoppers, like yes. those, those actual very flashy, very flashy hats. Yes, and like um, for the longest time, like the church going ladies were her most faithful mm-hmm. clientele. Like even as times changed and styles mm-hmm. changed, mm-hmm. and that also those hats were like crowns like we're like we're saying that you are beautiful and worthy and that she really worked hard to make other people feel that way is such I think an important lesson that I took from the book and that I hope that other readers can take from her story and and just her life because that really was she just devoted herself to that, dedicated mm-hmm. herself to that. And I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Mm, it is. No, I think that's true. Just that sense of what she had to offer, what she had to give could could have such a profound impact on someone's yeah. life in a way that I think, you know, just as, in a, as us existing in a society, we may not always see the power of what that was, but there was exactly. such power there. So, exactly. you know, it makes me think I was at church a few Sundays ago and there was a woman in church who it was a glorious hat that she had on it just i mean i can't even fully describe it but there was a lot that was happening in it and i had actually recently read your book at that point and i just (laughs) thought to myself oh i bet may would have loved this i bet she would have loved this and i love it too (laughs) as i'm (laughs) seeing it happening i love it as well so well, thank you just for those those thoughts about ways in which we can connect with ourselves and connect with others. As we're drawing to a close here, I would love to hear of, about any upcoming projects you might want to share or any final thoughts that you'd like to share about what we've talked about today. Um, sure. Well, first, I'd like to say thank you again. Oh, of uh, course. I, upcoming projects, I have um, a series of easy readers um, oh fun yeah i'm really excited about those it's my first time trying that and they were like uh, a puzzle almost okay some very strict parameters in terms of character count and line mm-hmm. count so those they're called makita makes um oh, they're nice. coming out in the fall okay uh, and i have a <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum a ya novel also coming out next year that's about grief and okay. guilt. Um, oh, interesting. And it's a book that I started before I started. My first novel was published in 2010. Mm-hmm. And so I started this book way before that. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And I just thought I would never be able to write. That I, I just wouldn't be able to figure out the story that was in my head. Like I was mm-hmm. just really struggling with it. But fortunately... I have a wonderful editor who now I feel like, okay, actually I'm going to get the story done. Yes. And I think it's just writing about like, the theme. It's sad. And I think mm. a lot of the times it was like, I don't want to sort of mm-hmm. visit these and revisit 
this emotional space or this this place but I also do think as a writer for kids like it's just so it's a part of what we do and like we said in the beginning the way picture books can help you discuss and process big ideas big emotions for adults as well as young readers it's it's just an important thing Mm. so those are two of the two of the projects that I have coming up Oh, those sound exciting. I love that. And I will link to whatever we can link to in the show notes so people can find out more information about that. But Olubemi Sola, thank you so much for being a guest today on Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. Thank you for sharing with us how your tiny tale can lead to big connection. I'd love for you to share more with us about how listeners can find out more about you and your work. Thank you so much. I'm sure. So my website is olubemisolabooks.com. You can just put in one of the titles of my books and, and you can get there too. So May Makes Away, um, Operation Sisterhood, any of the titles of my books. And I'm most often on Instagram at Perkovich. So you can find me there. I'd love to say hello. Sounds perfect. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. I hope you do too. This was such a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a review. Reviews really help others find the show. If you'd like to receive email updates about new episodes, please go to patricegopo.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And remember... The world may tell us that we outgrow picture books, but we have the power to tell a different story. Until next time, keep reading picture books because picture books are for grown-ups too.